Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today, I want to give a shout out to Elliot. Elliot is a big fan of the podcast, and he likes to listen in the car a lot. He also sent along a drawing, and you guys should definitely check it out. It is a map that shows the locations of some important places in the valley, places like the rock fields, the southern swamps, and even Kempar Castle. Head over to the website, kidstoriespodcast.com, to check it out. Thanks for that drawing, Elliot. Today's story takes place at the Academy with some familiar characters, Lucy and Holly. If you'll remember, Lucy and Holly used to live in the green forest. They got lost one day and ended up going through a magic mirror, which took them far, far away to Kempar Castle of the Southern Swamps. Luckily, they were rescued by what turned out to be a huge search party and an epic adventure. Once Lucy and Holly returned to the valley, their parents decided to send them off to learn at the academy. So now let's join Lucy and Holly for another adventure. Lucy and Holly were spending some time between classes, tending to the garden. In the short time that they had been at the academy, it was clear that they were the best gardeners. The garden had flourished since they arrived, and they visited it almost every day. They needed to be at lunch soon, but had enough time to pull some weeds and check on the veggies. Near the garden was the tree line for a small forest that stretched north. As the girls pulled weeds, Holly noticed a rustling in the trees and bushes. Lucy, she said softly, there's something in the bushes. No kidding, said Lucy. It's a forest, and it's full of animals. It's right at the tree line, said Holly. I think it's coming out. Mostly, the forest animals didn't come out during the daytime. Just bunnies and things would creep out at night and try to get food from the garden. Lucy peeked her head up over the plants and narrowed her eyes, trying to see what Holly was talking about. Sure enough, there was a rustling right near the tree line. The girls stood silent as they watched a small cat emerge from the brush. It appeared to be completely white. 
Aw, a kitty, said Holly. Lucy and Holly both loved animals, and they walked slowly toward the cat. They hadn't seen any stray cats around here before and wondered if perhaps it had gotten lost and belonged to a family nearby. Once they got closer to the cat, though, they could see that it was in bad shape. A couple patches of fur were missing. It was filthy and obviously exhausted. Oh, no, said Holly, and the two girls rushed to its side. As they more closely examined the cat, they also noticed small cuts and bruises. What happened, little guy? wondered Holly out loud. The two girls looked into the forest, thinking that maybe whatever did this to the cat could still be out there. Somewhere could maybe be following the cat to where they were. In the distance, they just barely heard a faint meow, meow. Oh my gosh, do you think there's more? Holly asked Lucy. Lucy looked back over the garden at the academy. She thought about heading back and telling someone that they were going into the forest. She thought about asking their friends if they wanted to help, but didn't think anyone would be too concerned about some beat-up cats. They still had a few minutes before lunch started. Lucy thought if they just went into the forest and got the other injured cat, they could take them both back to the academy where they would receive proper care. All right, Holly, I think we should just head in there and see about that other cat we hear. But then we need to come back and deliver them to the academy so they can get fixed up. Good, said Lucy. Yes, said Holly excitedly. Lucy knew her sister would jump at the chance to save some injured cats. It was probably like her dream mission or something. The girls had been in this forest before. They'd go in there to play and climb trees with the other kids at the academy. Lucy and Holly found it pretty easy to follow the sounds of the meowing cat. Holly was holding the injured cat, and it was meowing back at the cat they couldn't see. They were playing Marco Polo, and it was working out perfectly. Lucy figured they would find this other injured cat in no time and then head back to the academy. As the meowing became louder and louder, the girls saw a small clearing where there were no trees. In this clearing, there were three more cats, and much to the surprise of Lucy and Holly, Three small people. People small enough to ride the cats. They were all injured and laying about as if they had escaped some dreadful encounter and could only make it this far. Hello, said Lucy cautiously. Neither her nor Holly had ever seen or heard of small cat-riding humans before. Of course, they had lived most of their lives in the green forest and had only recently begun their studies at the academy. Maybe these cat riders were common in this area, and they just hadn't heard of them yet. One of the female cat riders sat up and pulled a small sword. Without even having the energy to stand, the woman said in a raspy, injured voice, You'll not be taking us without a fight! Uh, we don't want to take you, and we don't want to fight either, said Lucy. This injured cat stumbled out of the forest near our garden, and then we heard more meowing and came to see what was wrong. Ah, everything, said the woman. Everything is wrong. Our village was attacked again by bridge trolls. Two huge bridge trolls. They keep coming back. Why? 
Are they stealing your stuff? asked Lucy. Sure, said another one of the cat riders, who was leaning up on his elbows now. They want to steal our cats. They want to steal our food, and they want to steal us. They're just generally awful. And this time, I fear they've got the best of us. Are your other cats hurt? asked Holly, more concerned with the injured animals than anything. Probably, said the woman. We tried to distract them, tried to lead them into the forest and get them lost or something. It didn't work, though. Only one of them followed us, and he got us pretty good. He probably went back to the village that way, she said, pointing off into the forest. We have to go help Lucy, said Holly, fearing she would want to return to the academy. I know, said Lucy, frustrated. Just let me think for a minute. She knew that her and Holly were probably no match for a couple of bridge trolls. She had never even seen a bridge troll. But she also knew they couldn't waste time to return to the academy and find someone to help and explain it all to them. All right, Holly, we'll head back to their village and bring back as many injured cats and people as we can. We need to be quick about it. We don't stand a chance against some bridge trolls. I've never even seen a bridge troll. So let's just make this quick. And I'll shoot off a flare, just in case anyone is around to see it back at the academy, said Holly. Lucy was glad to hear that Holly had thought to bring her go bag. Ever since they got lost in the green forest and chased by those tree beasts a while back, Lucy never went outdoors without her go bag, even if it was just to do a little gardening. The go bag had some food, a few flares, and some tools to make a campfire. The flare was like a small tube. Holly held it up, pointed it at the sky, and pressed the release button. A small explosive launched into the air with a whoosh sound. It exploded with a loud bang and a spray of red sparks. Lucy scratched an arrow into the dirt, showing the direction they were going to go for anyone who might come to investigate the flare. The cat riders told them how to get to their village and told them to leave them there in the clearing since they wouldn't be much help in rescuing other injured cats and people. Lucy and Holly raced through the trees and the brush until they reached the tree line. They stepped out of the forest to see a wide open field full of lush green grass and rolling hills. The hills weren't too big, just bigger than the girls. The girls ran to the top of one of the hills. Scanning the landscape for a small village, they saw maybe 40 of these hills stretched off into the distance. And if they squinted and looked hard enough, they could see doors and windows carved out of the sides of the hills. They understood now that the cat riders of these rolling hills lived inside the hills. They thought it was all pretty neat until they began walking further and saw the damage that the bridge trolls had done. It looked like they had taken their clubs and bashed in some of the homes. There were injured kitties and people laying all about. Things had been pulled from inside the hill homes. Small furniture and chests, anything the trolls could grab and try and take with them. There were little arrows and weapons strewn about. It was clear that the cat riders tried to fight back. It was all a terrible mess. Bring them over here, Holly, said Lucy, pointing to a hill close to the forest they just came from. There's too many for us to carry back all at once. We need to group them up over here 
and we're going to need more help. Launch that other flare. Right now, Lucy and Holly were feeling a sudden sense of urgency. Seeing the destruction caused by the trolls made them more afraid than they had been. They had no idea when the trolls would return, and they didn't want to be here for it. They needed help to get the injured back to the academy as fast as possible. Holly fumbled with her go-bag and pulled out the other flare. She pressed the button just like before, and another flare launched into the sky and exploded into a spray of sparks. The girls began moving the injured cats and small people over to the hill near the forest edge. Holly wondered exactly how far away from the academy they were right now. She wondered if anyone would see the flare. As her mind raced, thinking of who, if anyone, might come to help them, the girls heard a wild growl from across the hills. Oh no, said Lucy. They saw the flare. Lucy didn't think about the trolls also seeing the flare and come, coming to run and try and check it out. She and Holly saw from atop a hill two huge bridge trolls lumbering toward them. They were hunched over and muscular and carrying big wooden clubs. Even hunched over, they were three times the size of the girls, maybe bigger. The two beasts lumbered slowly toward the girls, yelling and growling angrily. What do we do? asked Holly. The girls had gotten themselves into this mess alone and with no weapons. Most of the kids enrolled at the academy had some kind of ability or magical powers or something. Lucy and Holly didn't have any powers, none that they knew of anyway. They had been to potion-making class a few times, but they didn't bring any cool potions with them. They had taken self-defense classes and some ninja training, but nothing that would help them against these massive trolls. We don't have anything, Lucy. What do we do? panicked Holly, looking to her older sister for a way out of this mess. We have the forest, said Lucy, and she grabbed her sister by the shirt and pulled her near the woods. She looked back to make sure the bridge trolls could see them going into the woods. And sure enough, the trolls yelled and began running once they saw the girls into the forest. While the sisters didn't have any powers, they were one with the forest. They grew up among the trees and had many useful survival skills. Lucy quickly found a patch of dried leaves and grabbed some small sticks. Make a fire, Holly, quick! While Holly used the tools in her go-bag to make a fire, and the bridge trolls bounded toward the girls, Lucy grabbed some large logs and sticks. She placed the sticks in the fire Holly had made so that just the ends would start burning. Holly, grab the other end of this log, said Lucy. Let's take it behind those bushes. The girls sat crouched down, each one holding a part of this huge log on their shoulders. They were hidden behind some bushes, and through the leaves, they could see the bridge trolls getting closer. Lucy whispered to her sister, Once they get closer, we're going to launch this log at one of them. Then we'll go over to the fire and throw those burning sticks at them. Okay, said Holly. Then what? Lucy just looked back at her sister and shrugged her shoulders. She hadn't thought that far ahead, and now the trolls were entering the forest. They were loud, constantly grumbling and yelling and knocking on things with their clubs. The sisters' hearts began to race. Finally, one of the trolls came within range of their log throw, and Lucy whispered, Now! 
The girls stood up from their hiding place, and they both used all their strength to launch the log directly at the troll. Both trolls were surprised and had no time to dodge the attack. The log flew through the air and hit one troll square in the chest. He made a loud, oof, sound as the breath was knocked out of him. He fell backward onto his butt, gritting his teeth and rubbing his chest in pain. Of course, the other beastly troll roared in anger and ran to the girl, swinging his club wildly. Lucy and Holly darted between the trees, dodging his slow swings. Lucy and Holly ran deeper into the forest, luring the troll away from the fire. Then they ran around the troll and back to the campfire that Holly had started. They pulled flaming sticks from the fire and began launching them at the trolls like spears. The sparks in the fire were hurting the trolls, and the attack held them off for a moment. But eventually, the trolls simply began swatting the sticks out of the air with their clubs. And then the girls ran out of flaming sticks altogether. Holly looked to Lucy, wondering what they were going to do next. "'Run, Holly. Follow me,' said Lucy. The girls had no choice but to run back out into the rolling hills, since the trolls were blocking their way to run deeper into the forest." Unfortunately, there wasn't anything to hide behind out in the hills. Lucy and Holly ran together up and down the hills with the trolls behind them. "'Where are we going, Lucy?' asked Holly. The girls were out of breath now and tiring. They were lucky that the trolls were so slow, but the girls were winded and were slowing down. "'I guess we need to circle around the trolls and get back into the forest, and from there, go back to the academy,' said Lucy. "'But what about the injured cats and people?' The trolls will take them, said Holly. Lucy remembered that they had collected a number of the injured and that they were all in a group, pretty easy for the trolls to grab. Well, we can lure the trolls back to the academy with us. We just have to dig deep and keep running, okay, Holly? said Lucy. Yeah, okay, said Holly. It wouldn't be the first time they ran through the forest trying to escape a terrifying beast. But both girls were already exhausted and they secretly wondered if they had the energy to escape the trolls all the way back home. Just as they reached the tree line, they heard a sound. A barking. Holly smiled, and she knew exactly who it was. Chewy! yelled Holly. The dog leaped from out of the forest and darted to one of the trolls. Chewy leaped up into the air and bit into the troll's arm that was holding the club. Calvin and Mallory... Two of Lucy and Holly's best friends at the academy rushed out of the forest behind Chewy. Calvin had incredible speed. He was like a blur. He went straight to the troll that Chewy was attacking. Before either troll even saw him, Calvin swooped in and whacked the troll with an enchanted club, nearly knocking him down. Mallory rushed out to face the other troll. She seemed very angry. Her teeth were gritted. Her hands balled up in tight fists. Her eyes were narrowed as she glared at the other furious troll. Now that these two trolls had a real fight, they were even more ravenous than before. And this troll, running at Mallory, held his club in both hands. He pulled that club back as he was running, getting ready to smash Mallory into the trees with an epic swing. Before he reached her, though, Mallory held out both of her hands and screamed and projected a magical blast so powerful that everything around her was knocked to the ground. The troll running toward her was knocked backward and he landed on his back. Beside Mallory was the other troll fighting with Chewie and Calvin. 
Those three were knocked down to the ground as well. Even Lucy and Holly, standing back near the woods, were knocked down. Branches and leaves rustled in the wind, created by Mallory's blast, and a silence fell among the kids and the forest and the rolling hills. The trolls were knocked out cold and laying silent on the grass. Mallory was out of breath. Her and Calvin had been studying hard at the academy, and it showed. Calvin, Chewy, Lucy, and Holly all stood up and got together, a bit dazed. Lucy and Holly hugged Calvin and Mallory and thanked them for coming. Of course, said Mallory. We came the second we saw the flare. Actually, Chewy was the first to run out into the forest once he saw the flare. We could barely keep up with him. Chewy barked and pawed at the girls, and they kneeled down and gave him pets and cuddles. Well, I could keep up just fine, said Calvin. You were the one who was slowing us down. It doesn't matter how fast you go if you keep running into trees, Calvin, laughed Mallory. Then, before Calvin could reply, Professor Pilsen appeared from out of nowhere. It was almost like he walked through an invisible door right to where they were standing. He looked around and noticed the felled trolls and looked at the kids over briefly. It appears as though there's been an altercation, said Pilsen. Calvin began to excitedly fill in Professor Pilsen on what just happened. You should have seen it, Professor. These big, ugly, smelly trolls were rushing at Lucy and Holly, and we... We'll discuss it all back at the Academy, Calvin, interrupted Pilsen. For now, let's finish up here. Want me to give this big bully another whack? asked Calvin as he approached one of the fallen trolls. I will handle the trolls myself, Calvin. They've been whacked enough for now. The kids all took the injured cats and people back to the academy, where they got the medical attention they needed. Professor Pilsen wasn't mad, but he wasn't exactly happy about what had happened either. He told Holly and Lucy not to go out on missions alone again, or at least not without telling someone. The cat riders of the Rolling Hills were very grateful for the kids' help. The cat that Lucy and Holly noticed first creeping out of the forest ended up staying at the academy. He slept in Lucy and Holly's room, and they named him Snowflake. The End Thanks for listening to the Kid Stories Podcast. If you have any story ideas, if you would like a shout-out, or if you would like to share a drawing, have your adult help you send an email to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios, friends.